everybody. Welcome back to On The Mix. I'm your host, Lindsay, and that intro that you just heard was created by Derek Burgess of Cracked Prism Studios. Shout out to Derek because he created the perfect podcast intro for me. It's everything that I could ever ask for. I really wanted that 90s alternative kind of grungy style to the intro, and I think he delivered flawlessly. I hope you guys are having an awesome day, and what a way to start off this new podcast because I just created a new series right now that you are listening to, so we are going to get right into that. I already kind of created an intro for this podcast already, but I wanted to splice this in here so I could shout out to Derek for the intro. So without further ado, let's jump on right into it. So I wanted to incorporate a little bit of a different series alongside the genre tapes that I'm going to have on this podcast. So this series that I'm going to be starting today is called Did You Know? And it's just going to be little one-off episodes where I talk about something that you probably didn't know about before that happened in the music industry. For example, today, did you know that Joe Pesci has a gangster rap album? And yeah, you totally heard me correct when I said that. Joe Pesci, world-renowned famous actor for playing mob movie roles, has a gangster rap album. Surprisingly enough, there is like barely any information on it, but it's been making the waves online. It's absolutely so crazy. So let's get right into it talking about Mr. Joe Pesci. So Joe Pesci was born in 1943 in Newark, New Jersey. His family is of Italian descent. Some parts of his family come from the Truan area of northern Italy and the Aquilonia area of Avellino, kind of by Naples, which is interesting because I also have Italian family that comes from Avellino as well, but different parts of Avellino, so <laughs> there's no way that um, our families have ever met each other. There's, there's no way. Especially back in the old country, there is just no way that could happen. But that's pretty interesting. So Joe grew up in the Belleville, New Jersey area. And by age five, he was already starring in plays in New York. So that's pretty interesting. He has said before in interviews that his father, obviously he's an Italian immigrant and coming over on the ships from the old country in Italy to you know, New Jersey, New York, that kind of area. He's a very hardworking man, and he didn't want that life for his children. He wanted his children to have an easygoing life. And so he kind of pushed uh, Joe to really get into stardom, to get into acting or music or something, something that it would be really easy for him to do. And so that's kind of why he started doing these roles really early on. But you'll see that he has a really particular fondness for music, something that I didn't really know about until I just started researching this a long time ago. By age 10, he was a regular on the TV show called Star Time Kids, which was a bit of a variety show back in the 50s. And as a teenager, he became friends with Frankie Valli and Tommy DeVito in 1959. So if you don't know, you probably have heard of Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons, that band. They did a couple songs like Sherry, and they did that song, Oh, What a Night. They've done a couple of other really, really popular tunes. Frankie Valli did the Grease soundtrack to the opening title track for Grease. Um, he's done a couple of other things. He's very, very popular. 
So they all used to hang out, Joe Pesci, Frankie Valli, and Tommy DeVito. Interestingly enough, Frankie also used to get his hair cut by Joe because Joe's mother was a barber. She had her own little barber shop in the New Jersey area. And so Joe also was doing a bit of barbering on the side. And so Frankie would come in, he would get his hair cut by Joe, and they would all hang out as friends. So it's kind of interesting, by age 16, Joe Pesci introduced Frankie and Tommy to singer and producer Bob Gaudio. Bob Gaudio obviously is a really important role in this because they all created the formation Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. So without Joe Pesci coming in there and really saying, hey, Frankie and Tommy, you should meet Bob, he would be perfect for you guys. I think you should like, you know, really get into this and form a really good group here. Without Joe Pesci doing that, we wouldn't have gotten Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. The band actually considered Joe such a important part in their inception that they invited him on stage when they accepted the 2006 Tony Award for Jersey Boys. And Jersey Boys was a Broadway musical that was talking about the Four Seasons inception and Joe Pesci had a little part to play in that one, obviously. So they brought him on stage. Joe also has stated numerous times growing up Uh, that if his careers and singing and acting and anything else in life that he wanted to do, if those didn't go anywhere, that there was no doubt that he would have joined the mafia because the mafia, the Italian mafia had a particular, I don't know what you would call it, like they had really big areas that they would all congregate in, in New Jersey, especially Newark is one of them. New York, obviously in the Bronx and Massachusetts and the North End and things like that. Like Joe really considered going down that path if nothing else would have worked for him. So it's kind of interesting that he took on these really hardcore mobster roles and he fits it so well because he grew up around these wise guys. It's just kind of what happened in the neighborhood. Like you would really think nothing of it. So kind of as he was really figuring out what he wanted to do and he was being pushed by his father into doing movies, he really, really tried his hardest to start a music career. Like music really is his number one love. Like that's really what he's always wanted to do. So as a kid, as a teen, he would join several bands playing guitar and he actually is quite a good guitar player. I mean, he's not Jimi Hendrix, but... Interestingly enough, there is a Jimi Hendrix tie in this, which is pretty funny. So Joe was briefly part of the band called Joey D and the Starlighters, who made the hit song Peppermint Twist. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that tune, but that was a popular tune back in the day. And Joe was a part of that. He played guitar for them. But when Joe left the band, you know who replaced him in that band for a short period of time? Jimi Hendrix. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Jimi Hendrix came in and filled in for Joe Pesci when he left. So what are the odds of that happening? That's just, that is so crazy how these connections just keep coming in. It's really, really interesting. So Joe went on to have his own music career. In 1968, he released his debut album called Little Joe Sure Can Sing. And this didn't really get him anywhere in the music industry. It didn't really launch a career for him. It was mostly an album of covers, like there were a couple of Beatles songs on there and a couple of other popular tunes from the 60s that he covered. 
you know, I didn't really know what to expect when I went into listening to these albums of his. I didn't really know, like, what is Joe Pesci going to sound like when he sings? I just didn't really know. But you can kind of imagine it that Joe Pesci sings exactly in the way that he talks. And I think that's the best way that I can really describe it to you. If you're really curious, you can listen. That's just how I would say it. So there's nothing really crazy about it. It just is what it is. Um, so, and there's a thing about his music that follows throughout this album, the rap album, and his more recent album is he really likes that jazz kind of lounge bar type of feel to his music, like big band. He's really all about that. Obviously, that's what he grew up on, but that's something that he's really, really keen about that sound in particular. I don't really know what else to say about his first album. It really didn't do a whole lot of anything. That just kind of is what it is. He was briefly part of a comedy duo with Frank Vincent for a short period of time. And if that name sounds familiar to you, Frank Vincent is an actor and he starred in a lot of movies alongside Joe Pesci. Notably, he was in Raging Bull, he was in The Sopranos, and he was in Goodfellas. He was that guy that said, all right, now go home and get your shine box. He was that guy in the movie. So it's kind of cool that they came together as a comedy duo back in the day. Like they would have this kind of variety hour, if you will, going around and they would perform together. It was really, really interesting. And he starred in some Broadway musicals, Joe Pesci did. He just kind of did a bit of everything to get his foot in the door. He wasn't really sure exactly if he would get any big roles or like where it would take him. He was just kind of going with the flow. So at this time, he went and he lived in the Bronx above an Italian restaurant called Amici's. And while he was living up above the restaurant, he also helped manage the restaurant. As he was getting his foot off the ground, you know, doing these musicals in New York and doing all these other little things. His first film that he was first credited as Joe Pesci in the credits is a low-budget movie called The Death Collector in 1976. I'm only mentioning this because no one saw it, but Rob De Niro saw it, okay? And Robert De Niro, he called up Joe Pesci and he was like, hey, I saw you in The Death Collector. You were awesome. Me and Martin Scorsese are doing a movie called Raging Bull and we would love for you to come and be part of it. And Joe was like, ah, I don't know. But after some time, he's like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm sick of being the manager at Amici's. Yeah, sure, let me join. And that was his second movie role ever was Raging Bull. So boom. Mind absolutely blown. Obviously, this is a music podcast. I'm not going to get into all of his filmography because I'm sure we all know about it anyway. You know, he was in Goodfellas. He was in My Cousin Vinny. He was in Home Alone 1 and 2. He was in Casino. He was in Raging Bull. He was in all these other movies um, and he's absolutely amazing and he plays the mob movie kind of gangster role really, really well. So I mentioned My Cousin Vinny, right? My Cousin Vinny takes on a bit more of a comedy feel as compared to a lot of his more serious roles. And Joe Pesci really doesn't mind about taking kind of comedy roles because it's it's more fun for him than being that stern, hardcore gangster in movies all the time. Even though in My Cousin Vinny, he was portraying a, a mobster. He was, at the same time, being really comical in the way he was going about it. Um, My Cousin Vinny is really, really funny. So basically, his character in My Cousin Vinny is Vincent LaGuardia Gambini. 
And that movie came out in 1992. Marissa Tomei played his fiance in the movie. Um, so many good actors in that movie. It's a really, really good movie. Classic. I grew up on that movie. It's just awesome. Keep in mind my cousin Vinny and keep in mind like the character that he plays in the movie because this leads into the album that he makes in 1998. I didn't really expect that Joe Pesci would come out to make a rap album, but here we are. After some time, he wanted to get back into his roots with music. Now, I have no idea what made him make this album, what the inspiration for this was, why he wanted to do it. I don't know any of the background information because there's none out there. There's no interviews. There's no um, publications. There's no news articles. Literally, there is nothing that gives us a breakdown of what the fuck happened, okay? Why it happened, we don't know. So Joe comes up and he's like, well, my cousin Vinny was so popular. How about I make a concept album playing my character Vincent LaGuardia Gambini and we make a rap album? Joe Pesci's like, yeah, okay, that sounds great. The album is called Vincent LaGuardia Gambini Sings Just For You. And um, it's, it's wild. I mean, this album goes all over the place. It's got rap. It's got lounge. It's got a Christmas song in there. It's got an Italian and a Spanish version of the main track, My Cousin Vinny. It's got everything. I'm going to break it down for you right now as much as I could find. And uh, you guys will just have to hold your brains in your head because I know your brains are probably going to explode listening to this, but it's true. So the album came out on October 13th, 1998. It was produced by a man named Tom T-Bone Woke, and he was the bassist actually for Hall & Oates, and he was a member of the SNL house band at the time. So this guy, you know, he's in the music industry. He's been with Hall & Oates. He's been with that big band on SNL. He helps produce the album. How come no one stopped to think like, is this a good idea? Like, like, what are we really trying to do here? Is this a good thing? Like, what's like, I don't know. I would have to say the biggest song on this album that everyone is talking about that no one will shut up about because it's so crazy is the second song on the album called Wise Guy. I believe it's the second song. Picture this in your mind, okay? Because I, I can't obviously play the song for copyright reasons, right? So just imagine the song Rapture by Blondie that kind of beat with the funky bass line, right? He's rapping about killing women as his character, Vincent LaGuardia Gambini. He's talking about the wise guy mob thing. He is saying, I'm a wise guy, watch out, pretty much. He's rapping over this tune in the chorus. Oh my God, where do I even begin with this chorus? Okay, you know Mr. Rogers, right? You know, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, right? Picture that. But the chorus of this song is a bunch of women singing lovely day in the neighborhood for a drive by, you know, like a casual drive by shooting. I mean, this this is like wild. It's truly wild for me that this even happened. But that's the song Wise Guy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull the lyrics up because I want you guys to really understand the comedy <laughs> of this song right so the intro it's the bitches that'll get you paid out my ass treat all my broads like trash you don't have to ask getting everything by flashing cash only mess with the women that pick up the check 
Two supermodels, one on each arm, one chick's brunette, the other was blonde. I heard their fathers had stocks and bonds, so I fucked them up and left them floating in a pond. No need to show off, they already know I'm a wise guy. It's the bitches that'll get yous. <laughs> oh my god, I don't, I mean, there's no way. Well, anyway, <laughs> that is the song Wise Guy that everyone and their mother has been talking about because it's absolutely mind-blowing. He's playing his character Vincent LaGuardia Gambini on this album. It's a concept album. He's not Joe Pesci. He's not singing as himself as Joe Pesci. He is singing as his character from My Cousin Vinny, right? And again, I mentioned there are some slow songs on here. There are some lounge songs on here. There's a random Christmas song on here. What a Wonderful World is on here. I don't know. I don't know why no one stepped in and said, hey, like, is this a good idea? Should we not be doing this? There's no information on why, who, what, when, where, or why. There's no information. There is actually a music video that was made for Wise Guy, and I'm sure it wasn't played a whole lot um, on the TV back then. It was floating around on the internet for a long time, but apparently, as it goes, I guess maybe Joe Pesci tried to take down the music video because... There's no uh, video on there except for potato quality video of the music video. And uh, there's one tune on here called I Can't Give You Anything But Love, where his counterpart in the movie, Marissa Tomei, sings with him and she plays her character as well on the song. So as you can imagine, this album was received really, really poorly. I didn't even get a whole lot of reviews on this album either. There's just really nothing. But from the reviews that I saw of this album from when it came out, yeah, it was not good at all. It flopped. I mean, easily enough to say, like, yeah, it for sure flopped. A year later, 1999, Joe Pesci officially retired from acting, and it has to make you think, like, did this album help put him in that position a bit more? Like, man, maybe I should just, like, not. <laughs> maybe I should just not do anything for a really long time. I mean, I don't know. Again, there's no why it happened. It just happened, okay? So we all have to go on with this burning question of why did it happen in the first place? What was Joe Pesci thinking? What was the record company thinking? What was anybody thinking? We have no idea because no one seemingly wants to talk about it. Fair enough, because it's probably a really uh, a big disappointment or an embarrassment to those that were a part of it. Like, oh God, I was a part of this album. It has made meme infamy. I'll probably say that because everyone and their mother, I think, knows this song. Or at least like those that are in the knowing about Joe Pesci or are big Joe Pesci fans or something, you would probably know. But that's not where we stop with Joe Pesci's music. That's just where the craziness ends. Joe Pesci came out with a third album in 2019 called Joe Pesci Still Singing. This album is pretty, it's pretty decent, I gotta say. Like, out of all three albums he's made, I mean, the, the rap album, you can't really put that in the same category. That's just a whole different thing. But this third album that he does, I mean, he's like, what, 80 years old? I mean, it's kind of what you would expect of a crooner making a lounge jazz album, big band kind of thing. It's it's giving me a lot of holiday seasonal vibes, um, like Nat King Cole, you know, Frank Sinatra, kind of Elvis Presley around like Christmas time. That's what it's giving me. And that's okay. Like that vibe is totally fine because that fits with kind of what I expect of Joe Pesci to make a serious album about. 
Um, so if you like that kind of music and you want to listen to it, it's on Spotify as well. But that's kind of where the music ends for Joe Pesci, at least now at this point. Okay, we don't know. I mean, God forbid, we don't really know if he's like, ooh, Goodfellas was a really popular movie of mine. Like, should I make a rap album about that one? We don't know. Anything's possible at this point. His album, Joe Pesci Still Singing, actually was released a few days after his really pivotal role in the Irishman movie came out. It came out November 2019, and so it was released kind of around the same time as The Irishman. And as I was listening to this album, I kind of got the feel, um, like if you know Paul Anka, if you know how Paul Anka kind of sings, um, he also has that kind of tone and quality that Joe Pesci has. I really kind of attributed, like, oh, Joe Pesci has a kind of Paul Anka vibe, which is interesting. But again, like, you know, music was his first really big love and passion and he was pushed into acting by his father his father didn't want him to lead a hard life he wanted his children to live as carefree and easy and simple as possible and he thought that pushing his kids into the movie industry would help them seemingly enough though i think joe pesci is kind of meh about it because joe pesci has said that he wished he was doing something else where he didn't have to use his emotions all the time, which is interesting. I can imagine that playing a mobster all the time when you're not that person can take a toll on you. But we got to say, like, Joe Pesci plays that mobster so well because he was surrounded by that growing up. And so it's authentic. But I don't really know what else there is to say because there's no other information. Like, Joe Pesci hasn't said anything. I, I literally, I have not seen anything where he's talking about that rap album at all. It's almost like he's embarrassed by it. And he probably is embarrassed. He's like, oh my god, what was I thinking? Yeah, probably. And you know what, though? Listen, it's a really interesting listen. I will say that. I didn't listen to all the songs all the way through because I think I would kind of die inside. <laughs> but I listened to each song, a good portion of each song. The standouts on that album are definitely the title, My Cousin Vinny, and Wise Guy, 100%. If anything, definitely check out Wise Guy. I highly recommend it. It's, it's a laugh, at least. I think that's where I'm going to leave this one off. Just a really short episode again. This series isn't meant to be long, really long episodes. It's just meant to be little, easy one-shots, if you will. Just really simple episodes talking about you know, little things in between the really big tapes and series that I'm doing on the podcast here. So <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed and that you learned something that you hadn't known about before. I'm telling you, Joe Pesci is a really interesting character. I mean, you wouldn't expect a person like him to make a rap album, but it happened. It happened. So I hope you guys have a great day and definitely check out the episode coming out closer to Halloween because I'm going to be doing an episode all about Halloween movie music. So that's going to be really, really fun. Hope you guys have a great day. I will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye guys. Bye.